So by compartmentalizing, I used to watch this series around SWAT teams and how they are able to shut off their personal life, their wife at home, their kids, everything. Mm -hmm. Even their parents that might be suffering cancer or something, they can completely shut that off, go into a mission, perhaps kill people there, come back, shut the personal life switch back on and forget about the mission, like completely. Mm -hmm. And we need to teach ourselves, condition ourselves, and we talk about mindfulness a lot. And that's probably the key, is becoming more mindful about your life and mm -hmm. being extremely intentional when you leave your desk, for example, after work, if it's at your home, at your office, when you go down and you greet your kids, you do it wholeheartedly in family mode. Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT podcast where we share some real life tools, tips and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new week and a brand new episode of the Real Life Tips podcast. This is episode number 66. I'm your host, Manu. 66, Manu. We had episode 66. <laughs> so, so happy to be here. You're joined by yeah. Leon as usual. Man, it's a great day. It's a wonderful day. It it's actually, it's, it's so <laughs> cold outside and our weather is terrible. But dude, did we get great news in South Africa today. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's official. We finally don't have to wear masks whoop, anymore. Whoop, How whoop. great is that? <laughs> Jeez, no, that's, that's incredible news. I mean, I was actually considering this week finally shaving my beard because it's just starting to irritate with the mask so much and now i don't have to do it anymore man. yeah and especially when you're wearing glasses or sunglasses or shades of any kind yeah. it keeps fogging up as well so you don't want to yeah <laughs> you don't want to deal with that anymore it's so frustrating it's, i'm so excited it's crazy man. man i walked into the shop this morning um, on the way of dropping my kids at the at school and I, I didn't know about the news. Yeah. So there's immediately like four or five people in the, you know, like when we just started out with all of this, I walked in and then people will tell you, listen, guy, you must go get your mask. You forgot it. And these guys are all looking at me like, listen, guy, you don't need to wear a mask anymore. And I'm like, what? What are you it's talking gonna, yeah. about? What did I miss? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really going to, it's going to take us some time to get used to it. I think the most exciting news that I have beyond just the fact that we don't have to wear a mask mm. is the fact that there's no limitation on gatherings anymore and that is great Body. news because i'm planning on having a kid <laughs> soon and i really really want to do one or two metal festivals before then so i'm really really amped on that we've been waiting for this I day for such a you're long gonna time. say metal festivals with a kid i'm like what <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah i want to do it before i have a kid you know without the responsibilities just have one silly weekend yeah. again a whole weekend festival. yeah yeah so i'm to. really really stoked. you have to it's seven years into my children now and i've never been to a concert since so <laughs> a part of you dies when another one is born, you know, so, but anyways, let's get to the topic of today. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about that concept and how everything has changed in the last three years. And I'm not even going to, you know, mention the C word and why, but I think everything in life has gotten a bit hectic eh? and it's not just for me. And it's not just, I, I thought maybe it's because of the age of my kids. Maybe it's because of uh, responsibility at work and finances increasing or maybe getting bigger salaries and acquiring more stuff in your life. And I think it is all of those, but it's a combination, right? It's every area in life just seems to get so much more complicated and so much more loaded with stuff. And this is pretty much what we want to talk about today is 
We want to talk about overwhelm. I think mm. we have touched on this in various episodes, but basically burnout and overwhelm. I think probably right now the highest levels of people experiencing burnout and overwhelm yeah. ever recorded in the world, right? And I find myself constantly on that verge of almost realizing that I'm, I'm burning out or I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I can't get through to everything. And one thing that you know about me is I'm a qualitative type of person, not a quantitative person. You know, I yeah. want to do fewer things and do them great mm -hmm. rather than doing mm -hmm. multiple things and doing them half-assed, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think that's one of the biggest challenges for me. But basically what we want to try and talk about today is just to talk about this to you guys yeah. and some of the things and coping mechanisms that we've started, you know, utilizing throughout experiencing this and yeah, just have a little bit of an empathetic discussion here around what can be, what can we actually do about? Yeah, this? you're absolutely right, Leon. So today is going to be all about avoiding burnout and overwhelm, and I think it is so relevant, considering even the topic that we covered mm. in our last episode when we're talking about the financial climate, and and even mm. just taking that in in its in and of itself. There's so many other factors. But take that, for instance, just for a second, you know, the amount of people being laid off at massive corporations at the moment uh, because of yeah, the current indeed. economic climate. What does that mean for those people leaving, you know, putting them, adding some more stress onto them because they've literally just found their feet in the organization or maybe they've been working there for 10, 15 years. Now they have exactly. to readjust and go out in the job market again, get everything. Up. So they're adding more stress on top of that, on top of the complicated lifestyles that we're already living. Take the people that are left behind behind in those organizations, they're now absorbing so much more work to make up for the people that have just exactly. you know, been laid off. So, so just taking the economic well. climate in and of itself, right? But add on top of that, the situation of the current pandemic and everything going on there and people are suffering. Friends, family closest to me are suffering still to this day mm. because of the dip that we went through recently. And so all of that sort of falls on top of you as well because you start you're feeling the pain of those closest to you so i think yeah. taking all of the factors into consideration how can we actually start addressing this because i've always seen myself as an extremely strong and disciplined person I really, mm. really have. I feel that I can always take on more, take on more, take on more. And that's always been my attitude. But I've yes. recently hit a point as well where I just felt completely, completely overwhelmed and burnt out, where I literally mm. couldn't, I was paralyzed by it. I found myself laying on the couch for an entire weekend, not wanting to touch anything, not wanting to speak to anyone, not wanting to do anything, just because of all the pressure pushing from each and every single angle. And so mm. where is your limit? And when you've reached that limit, how do you get out of that? And how do you st step back and say, this is too much. I need to take some time and recover from all of the the demand of life. And and I think one of the biggest key things here is to see the warning signs early because oh, yeah. if you if you compare it to a balloon, right? Yeah. If you're inflating a balloon, the bigger the balloon gets, the more majestic and the cooler it looks, you know. The same as oh, you yeah. in your work. If you take on more stuff and you just help everyone out and you have too much stuff on your plate from the outside, you're going to look like MVP, you know, like uh, most valuable person in the organization. Yeah. But what does a balloon do at a certain stage of being too majestic? It yeah. blows out, it pops. Yeah. And it's very much the same in, uh, and we can start with a work environment because I think this is where a lot of us are experiencing this, especially uh, during the lockdown. 
I mm. think a lot of us expected when we went to the work from home levels and stuff like that, that that would be more comfortable. You know, you'll mm-hmm. be able to be in your house environment. You can wear a suit and tie on top and be in your jocks at the bottom on <laughs> video cameras and yeah. stuff, which I've done several times, even if it's just for giggles. And it would just be nice and comfortable and better, you know. But what mm-hmm. I very quickly realized is now I used to go to maybe three meetings in a day situated 40 kilometers apart, climb in my car, get time in the car to cool off from the previous meeting and get yeah. my bearings for the next meeting. A lot of companies now are starting to do back-to-back meetings. I've noticed oh, yeah. in our company as well that we will even do like 25-minute meetings, you know, mm-hmm. like literally mm-hmm. stacking them so that you've got like 11 or 12 meetings a day with those small little five-minute gaps there specifically crafted to literally go and take a bathroom break, get yourself a cup of coffee, have a cigarette, whatever your five minutes is going to cons- consist of, and immediately back-to-back go into the next one. We share yeah. our calendars with all of our colleagues. They literally go and look for an open spot in your calendar and just slap a slot in there, not thinking mm-hmm. about, wow, he just w- came out of a meeting, probably wants to take a bit of time and just look at his emails. It's a weird culture, and it's in our company, but it's not unique to us by any stretch of the imagination. All of my mates and stuff that work in the information technology industry have exactly the same issue. Mm-hmm. And what's just happening is we've started taking on more because of the comfort level of and just being able to do so much so easily in front of like a Zoom session or Teams or whatever your fix is. But we've now created a new expectation from the employers as well. They know you can churn out 12 meetings a day, plus keep your emails up to date, plus run projects and Q&As and all the other stuff, whatever your work is, right? And that is the silent, silent killer. Mm -hmm. Because you, like you just said, I'm also the kind of person, please come to me if you need help. I'm going to help you. I'll take on more stuff. I'll take on more stuff at my own expense most of the times. And... At the same time, I need to start being a little bit, and I've, I've figured this out also like you did during a couple of times where I was near burnout. Yeah. I need to start being way more aware of when do I start seeing cracks in my own surface so that I can prevent the balloon from bursting completely and ending up in a mental institution <laughs> or something like that. Uh, that is the best metaphor because what that basically says is that you evaluate your life and identify your weakest point because that is the point that's going to, you know, where the balloon's going to pop, where the that's pressure is going to be go, released yeah. from, right? And and you definitely don't want that weakest point being your relationship with your wife or with your significant other. Mm, you definitely mm. don't want that being your financial situation or you don't want that being your family and your when your relationship with your All family and your friends yeah. you know you don't want those foundations cracking and you don't want that cracking because of work pressure or things too much complexity being added on top of the mm. already complex situation that you're dealing mm. with or situations that you continuously deal with i think it is so important and i think that when we're talking about work life balance i think the one thing that we thought would come out of this working from home situation would be you could have a better work-life balance because now Mm. instead of waiting till the weekend to get your laundry done, you can quickly put in a load, quickly hang it up during your lunch hour, every second day or whatever, you know? And so you you have a lot more flexibility. That's what we thought. But with these back-to-back meetings and everything, because you don't have the time in a car, the usual commute time is now 
accounted for and directed towards the kind of work that you need to do. So now you've got an extra two hours a day that you all of a sudden Mm. have to put in hardcore focus in. And so I think when we bring in the financial and the relationship aspect of that as well, I think it is so important for us to realize that that those things, the work pressure and everything gets all, all of that pushes down on the foundation that is your relationship with your significant other, that is your relationship with your kids. Because if we're feeling this overwhelm, we're feeling this burnout, do we not take that out on the kids? Do we not take that out on the people around? We, uh, the we can't help targets. ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. We can't help ourselves. That's just human nature, right? We can't yeah. hold everything inside. So those things definitely put massive, massive impact on your personal relationships and your personal uh, life in yeah, general exactly. as well. And I think I've experienced that. And the one, one of the terrible things that comes with me when I get overworked or overburdened at a certain stage, right before I realize there's burnout or there's overwhelm completely, when I'm just very very overworked for like maybe two weeks at a time i'll start lashing out at all my closest people and i would then not only lash out at them but i would also defend my position Mm -hmm. you know and and say that it's not my fault i'm busy it's not my fault i need to put food on the table it's not my fault that you know i earn more than you and i need to do all of (laughs) this for my work and if i lose my job then we are all in trouble and saying all those really really hurtful things just to defend your lack of dealing with your pressures you know and Mm -hmm. and that's i think one of the most harmful things about burnout is what you do and the things that you say when you burn out um or when you reach overwhelm and how you how you actually express your feelings at that time is super irrational, right? Because mm-hmm. you, in, in one st- frame of mind, I'm proud of the fact that, I've, that I'm doing so much for my company. And that's why I feel I should defend my position as working so freaking hard, you know? Yeah. But there shouldn't be that much pride in just working hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's one thing to work hard, but it's a different story to do something that you love, do something that is you're passionate about that doesn't just constitute you being busy that shouldn't be the end goal is that you've got a work that has you eight hours a day fixated on a screen intensely working if that was the end goal of a career then i think i missed the mark completely and i think when i realized that i've i started realizing that i should never ever be so busy to the point of burnout and think that that's a cool thing my job is really keeping me busy Mm -hmm. i need to figure out how to fix it and that's i think what we need to talk about next is what do you do um yeah at the end of the day you've got a boss he's going to pack stuff on your table he's going to tell you to do stuff you've created expectations maybe of what you are capable of etc what do you do I think it all starts with prioritization, understanding what are you currently working with? What what are these external? So basically identifying, identifying mm. the external forces that's putting pressure on this foundation of yours. What is mm. leading to the feeling of burnout or overwhelm, right? And as you mentioned earlier on as well, it's extremely important to identify a lot of the, the markers, the red flags sooner rather than later because when you reach burnout it's almost too late it almost instantly becomes so much harder 
to deal with that mm. and to bounce back from that. So identifying the signs early on, I think is definitely key there. But I think it needs to start with prioritization, understanding that, you know, what, what are my priorities? And those things might change over, over some time during the course of your life. At least for me, it has, right? So it mm. might be mm. that you're super focused on getting your career back on track or expanding or growing within your career. So a, a few things might have to take the backseat for a little while, not forever, just for the next six months or next year or so, maybe even the next two years. You know, I'm not going to be focused too much on my relationship per se, because that is that has a solid foundation. I'm happy. She's happy. Everything's good. You know, the, the home situation, the family situation, everything is under control. But for now, the priority needs to be my work, but also understanding that the second priority would be, you know, what is my physical well-being or what is my relationship's mm. well-being. So prioritizing, I think, is where, where one would start with that. Because as soon as you start prioritizing, you need to understand what is it that's demanding my energy? What is it that's demanding my efforts? And how much of it can I give based off of those priorities that I've set for myself? And, and I think what's important about the prioritization exercise is once you are in the fog of war, so you're just busy working at getting things done, right? And you don't look at prioritizing anything. Very often you're busy with stupid stuff that you're not even supposed to necessarily touch. Yeah. As soon as you start prioritizing, you'll have a list on the one side of, this is not really my job kind of stuff, or this mm -hmm. should fall in another department, or this falls outside of scope for me. And what comes with prioritization is a very open dialogue with management, you know, so being able to go back to management and explain that, listen, this is the core things that you need me to do, right? We still agree on this. Okay, cool. So mm -hmm. these are my priority stuff. These are the things that I've inherited, onboarded, helped out on when I shouldn't have perhaps or whatever that are second, third and fourth priorities and maybe even out of scope so that they are at least aware that you still know what your core focus should be. Because if you yeah. fail at that, no matter how much work you do, the boss is still going to fire you if you fail at your core functionality, right? Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. try and then by prioritizing if you work it from the back, you're going to find a lot of different tasks and things in your day that's completely unnecessary or that's completely relevant to someone else that you can hand off or pass off to the correct departments, right? And mm. once you've started with your prioritization and you know which are your major priorities to get through the day, you need to start thinking about planning correctly, right? That's the very next step that you need to Absolutely. go into. Once you've got your firm priorities that you have to get done the job keepers you know the things that are going to make you keep your job at the end yeah. of the day because that's priority number one mm -hmm. is to just keep your job then to impress right it mm -hmm. shouldn't be to be just so impressive but then maybe you'd fail at a lot of things in the background so keeping your job core functionality prioritize that start planning immediately okay i'm very effective between 9 and 11 in the morning so i'm going to slot that into that area of my day and this is how i'm going to run things this is how i'm going to run the project this is how i'm going to arrange my keyboard my screen i'm going to have a coffee i'm going to do all of that little niggly things that's going to get you through that commanding and prioritized first uh activity that you need to get through if yeah. you've got things that suck but they are part of your core function get them out the way this is one of oh, the yeah. things that i've always preached is every work is not only going to be passion there's always going to be admin or excel i freaking hate excel mm -hmm. but it is part of my job and it is part of my core job get those things done 
when you set foot in the office. Like, mm-hmm. just get it out of your head so that you don't have it bearing weight over your shoulder. It's going to cloud over the rest of the day yep. if you don't get away from it, right? And that's how you start the planning process. I don't know if you agree. How do you do your planning? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, you're absolutely right. Beyond just identifying what are the urgent tasks, getting in the tough ones and getting them done, and also prioritizing your particular tasks at hand or at least the things that demand your energy on a constant basis. I think a big part of planning for me is identifying things that will cause burnout in the future Mm. at a very early Mm. stage. Looking into not just the task and saying, okay, yeah, this is a small task. And I'll put it into into an example, right? I used to fix a lot of my friends and family's computers for them, right? And I got to a point where I would just volunteer. (laughs) I would be like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, how's your computer doing since the last time I checked it out? And they're like, oh, actually, there was this little thing that popped up. You know what I'm saying, right? And then you volunteer yourself, your time, your energy, and all of a sudden they stop talking to their friends and their friends and their friends and they all expect you. Exactly. It it creates an expectation. So by identifying those things and thinking strategically from the get-go, and I used a very simple example, right? But this can be applied to your personal life. It can be applied to your work life. It can be applied to your friends, your family, your relationship, all of those things. Managing expectations to such a point where you're not always a yes man, really looking at the future and what that would mean. And even if it comes to a pressure point where you have to get something done for someone to do them a favor because it's, they're in a dire situation, to set the expectations and to maintain and manage those expectations from a very early stage of that relationship or of that particular task in your work, or whatever the case is, to say that this is as much leeway that I have, as much energy as I have, as much time as I have in a given day. And this is how much I'm willing to sacrifice or dedicate to this. And that's all. Mm. That's it. You got to set those expectations. And I think that's a very, very key and crucial part to, to the planning process. I think a big part to planning or the very next step to planning is compartmentalizing mm. what goes on within mm. your life. Yeah, that's super important, dude. I think what we need to understand, and I think this was something I read a while back i can't remember exactly where but it really doesn't matter how rich you are how good looking you are how sporty you are how whatever good things in life you have we all have a a set amount of time we all have 24 hours in a day no matter Mm -hmm. how poor or how rich that does not change so you need to make sure that that time works to your life your happiness your fulfillment in life and what you want to achieve in life right and i've realized many things that i do i carry on my sleeve and i carry it around me it's kind of just been the way that i've been put together and it's my dna my coding so by compartmentalizing i used to watch this series around swat teams and how they are able to shut off their personal life their wife at home their kids everything Mm -hmm. even their parents that might be suffering cancer or something they can completely shut that off go into a mission perhaps kill people there come back shut the personal life switch back on and forget about the mission like completely Mm -hmm. and we need to teach ourselves condition ourselves and we talk about mindfulness a lot and that's probably the key is becoming more mindful about your life and Mm -hmm. being extremely intentional when you leave your desk for example after work if it's at your home at your office when you go down and you greet your kids you do it wholeheartedly in family mode 
mm-hmm. and you forget about work. Yeah, that's even so if important. and and this is the hard part. Even if you are busy with a project and you were struggling with a problem that day that you couldn't resolve in time for the clock to you know strike five o'clock, mm-hmm. and you have to go down, shut it off. The chances are quite good, and this has worked for me in the past, where I shut it off, I play chess with my daughter, we watch a series or whatever, we spend some time, I go sleep, I wake up the morning and I've fixed the problem in my my head somehow. I come up with the answers the next morning, and I spend quality time with my kids. I didn't bring that frustration, I didn't sit there completely in my own world amongst my family where they can clearly see my eyes are drifting and I'm thinking of other things and I'm still at work and I'm thinking of solving stuff, which yeah. obviously then constitutes to friction and you and your wife may be falling out because they're not stupid. They can detect that you haven't switched off, that you're yeah. somewhere else, that you're not invested in the conversations with your kids and so on. So compartmentalizing, I think, if you can crack that, it's the hardest part, I think, yeah. because that takes very, very hard and intensive mindfulness to get it right but that would be the key to not burning out absolutely i think it's so important and even if you if you talk about it in the tech space as well this is something that we all do you know when we're talking Mm. about securing environments securing networks and everything is making sure that you compartmentalize those networks so that the threats the malicious things don't spill over exactly (laughs) so that if something goes wrong in that compartment or that department or that network segment it doesn't actually fall over or touch any of your other devices on the network and that is i think it it makes so much sense in your own personal life i think it is so much harder because we're talking about feelings and emotions and it's all part Mm. of being a human and and that we we Mm. cannot really touch or 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 see it or anything but we have to identify it and be able to control it absolutely insightful leon i think we have to get to the most crucial part of the episode today which as always is going to teach us how do we go about applying this to our lives. And this is where we switch over to the real life tip. No Mask Monday. <laughs> For today. That was cool, man. That's going to sound really cool and post-edit. I'm going to love that. Okay, cool, Leon. So we have unpacked so much uh, here today. And I think burnout yeah. and the topic of overwhelm in the day and age that we live in is absolutely crucial. Understanding what your limits are, understanding how much leeway and how much energy, how much time you have in a day and how much you can give to a certain task and how to just strike a decent balance where you're performing mm. at your maximum capacity, but also not overperforming and overpromising and overdedicating yourself to things that yes. will lead to burnout because that's going to spill over to your foundation your foundation being mm-hmm. your financial status or your financial stability relationships with your friends or with with your spouse your significant other understanding that those things are your foundation in life and putting these external mm-hmm. pressures on it's gonna start cracking the foundation and it's gonna start leaking out somewhere understanding that Mm, our lives mm. are basically like a balloon and that we can only take so much before we're going to start cracking in certain departments in our lives, right? So now that we've covered all of that, Leon, how can we go about applying this to our lives? I think that we have Mm. covered a lot when we talked about the planning, the prioritizing, the compartmentalizing as well. But what is your one tip or two key takeaways for how we can Mm. get started with applying this to our lives to avoid overwhelm and burnout. So the first tip that I have, I've only got two for today, but the first tip that I have has to do with our episode that we did about saying no 
oh, yeah. and how to say no. You need to start getting better at effective communication, not just with you and your wife. Obviously, that will be beneficial as well. Yeah. Um, but especially with management, they more than likely respect you more for saying no than saying yes to everything. Mm-hmm. But when I say effective communication, I'm not saying, hell no, I don't have time <laughs> yeah. for that. <laughs> and then walking Absolutely. out, right, and slamming Absolutely. the door. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about that the way that you convey the message, the fact that you're const- constantly communicating with your manager, that that person knows what stress you under even before he asks you for another thing so that it doesn't come as a surprise to him that you can't take on more. Yeah. And more than that, that he actually is constantly aware of the extra things that you do to make things work and that you are already exceeding on yeah. what you are supposed to do. Absolutely. So it's got to do with saying no, saying it in a nice way and in an effective way and having that open communication with your manager or your direct line so that they are constantly aware of your position and that you are perhaps overworked even though you are okay and you are calm and you are handling it, but they can have that compassion, that empathy and they won't just expect you to do more if you just create the expectation and keep quiet. The second tip that I've got, and this is something I learned from you, Mr. Marnu, um, <laughs> and I still suck at this, but I do find whenever I employ this from time to time in my life that everything just falls a little bit better into place, is get a planner, get something like Trello, yeah. get a book, get a calendar, get something, right? And start putting stuff on paper in an organized fashion with times and dates and 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 deadlines, etc., and start managing your life as you would a project. It's also going to make sure that you don't miss anything. Because what Mm -hmm. I've started realizing is I get so busy that I don't prioritize, I don't get time to do any of what we just discussed, then I end up forgetting important stuff. Yeah, I end up forgetting that my daughter has netball on a Saturday morning, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's important if that's going to start happening, because that concept is human to start forgetting stuff because your mind is too full get a crutch get a tool get an app get a get trello get a book i kind of like sometimes just writing things down even and put it on paper remind yourself and organize things in that fashion and i think by doing that you'll always at least if you are working hard you'll feel that even though you are on the point of burnout you do have control you know what's coming you know what's gone you know what needs to happen next even though it's a lot and that i think is already part of the battle that is that is such good advice i think from my point of view i've got two tips as well absolutely crucial i think to start off with identifying the five stages of burnout what are the five stages Mm. that one goes through so this has a little bit of research tied into it it says that you first experience the honeymoon phase this is where you you know everything (laughs) is good life is great everything you're coping all of that right then comes the onset of the stress phase the stress phase is where you start experiencing stress every second day every second day you're okay every second day you're you're a little bit stressed out but you can you're sort of still coping and everything Mm. still feels fine then you start reaching a stage that they call the chronic stress phase, right? Oh, yes. And this is 
where you constantly feel stress every single day day in day out you're feeling the stress you're feeling the pressure you're trying your best to cope with everything and then you start hitting the fourth phase which is the burnout phase the burnout phase is okay. where you actually become numb to everything around you you literally mm. have no more motivation in you to get anything done you don't function as you normally would right you're not as motivated mm. you struggle to motivate and pick yourself back up you suffer from self-doubt this is something that has mm. absolutely spilled over to my personal life so many times where I start doubting yes. myself in, in my personal life yeah. just because of the work stress that I'm so that that's an indication an early sign that you're already re, you've already reached the fourth stage or the fourth phase which is the burnout phase and then the fifth one is the habitual burnout phase this is where you literally start experiencing uh, chronic headaches or stomach issues it starts spilling over to your physical Oof. health right it's something that becomes a part of who you are as a person and that's what i was talking about earlier on you want to make mm. sure that you identify these things and put a stop to it as soon as possible because once mm. it gets to chronic or the habitual burnout phase you're definitely going to struggle to pull yourself back out of that ditch yeah, as well then you're quite far gone so yeah. so that so that's my that's, that's yeah hectic. that's that's my first tip i think as a second tip here uh, we, we spoke a lot about planning and prioritizing, right? The yes. one effective strategy that I came across that I've actually applied to my own life is something called the Eisenhower uh, Priority Matrix. And it basically says, you know, if you've got so many tasks because everything is always urgent, we all experience this, this mm. is urgent, that is urgent, this, how do you stop prioritizing, right? Go and have a look at the Eisenhower Priority Matrix. I will link something out for you guys in the show notes as well. But it basically goes, number one, identifying what is urgent and important. Number two, identifying what is not urgent, but it is important. Number three, what is urgent, but it's not important. And number four, what is not urgent and not important. If you need to go back, go listen to that again, nice. but I will link it out for you guys. But that's, that's an cool. effective strategy to really start identifying mm. what are the things that are urgent and important. Let me get that done. Okay, what's next on the list? The things that are not urgent, but it is also important. And then anything that goes in the third one, we can sort of put off for a little while that goes, it's urgent, but it's not important. But anything in the fourth mm. quadrant, let's chuck that out the window. We don't need, obviously it's not important, it's not urgent. So why am I even stressing about it? Chuck that out, get rid of it because it's literally just consuming energy and Flogging. your time and yeah, clogging your, exactly. your brain. Yeah. So those are my two tips, Leon. Absolutely great stuff, I Heck think, nuts. came out of this. I think it is a very important topic for us to discuss, especially in this day and age. On a lighter note, we are mask free, so that's gonna be great. Oh, dude. <laughs> that's gonna be super, super I'm gonna go super walk great. around and just, like, now I can't pull faces to people in the shops anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but there you guys have it. Everything that you need to know about how to avoid overwhelm and burnout. Mm. And just as a last note, if you wanna refer back to the episode that Leon mentioned, it's episode number 62, The Art of Saying No super important so go ahead go listen back to that one if you've missed it i think it will shed a lot of light as to how to start saying no to those things that demand your energy that you literally don't have any overhead for with that being said ladies and gentlemen we enjoyed being back here with you guys and we look forward to seeing you on the very next episode next week until then this is me signing off mono joined by leon as usual stay safe out there we'll see you on the next episode cheers bye
What's up guys and girls? If you've derived some great value from our show thus far, please take a second to rate and review us on the platform that you're tuned in on. This will really help us to grow the show and reach more and more people to spread the positivity and change more and more lives. So it will literally just take you a second to rate and review us and who knows, perhaps you could directly be responsible for changing someone's life today. We look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Until then, cheers.